Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Call. Hate to shoot. Call. The runner! It's time for Zag Shoot Talk with Jack and Zach on the Bowie Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. I'm pretty much the monkey with the bone. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'll tell you what. Nothing gets me going like the pump these days. Isn't that just no? It can get annoying. I'll tell I you what. Lie. When you first sent it to me as our intro song, I hated it. Then I spent nine hours with not nine hours, but I spent a long time with it putting together that open. Then I really hated it. You know what I like now? What the pump a lot? Well, what it is? It, it, it's my, in my. I'm into it now. No, it really is a good song. And it was awesome because my daughter is blonde hair, blue eyes, and she would just be screaming in a quiet, packed Japanese train station. She would be so loud screaming, come on, baby, America. And like, and they would, but they wouldn't be mad because, and you know, they're looking at, and she would scream, U-S-A. Amen. U-S-A. Sure. (laughs) And she, they would look at her like, but they knew the song, so they couldn't be mad at the same time. How was their Japanese? How was the Japanese of your kids? Well, my son actually was really picking it up. It was crazy to see how young. Like, yeah, because uh, what are sponges? Yeah, if you're a little kid, you can pick up languages, no problem. Yeah, no, it was really interesting to see where he, like, I would have to have him interpret for me. No way. As a, I swear, it was weird, man. Your oldest it was ten? wild. Yeah, he's eight. Oh, eight. Okay. I gave him two. Yeah, but he was still like, I would go to his basketball. Pro- he was playing on a basketball team out there. And communicating in Japanese. Well, yeah. And it was like, and they would ask me to help coach and stuff. <laughs> I always end up doing that. But they would ask me and I would be like, uh, Q, you need to interpret for me. I would love to see you in a huddle with what? 12, seven year old Japanese kids. No, and you, you try boys and girls rebounds or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It was, uh, it was a unique situation for sure. Well, Rob, listen, we've put it off long enough. We talked uh, on the last podcast uh, about how great the Zags have been in Thanksgiving tournaments over the years. And what do we do? We get on a plane, Rob, we fly 3000 miles to the Southeast. We face a big 10 power in the final and we bring home another championship. That's right. The Zags are your 2019 Women's Gulf Coast Showcase champions. Defeated Talk to them. Talk Purdue to them. 63-50 Sunday for the title. I couldn't resist that dad joke. I couldn't resist getting that one in there. Did I have you go on at all? <laughs> you, you're, you're one of a kind, Jack. I ain't going <laughs> to lie to you. You're one of a kind. The women's dominated. Uh, the men, not so much. But 
All in all, I, I mean, with a couple of days removed from just a crushing loss to Michigan, what are your what are your takeaways from the Bahamas, my man? You know, we can't be too upset with like no one saw Michigan being that good. No, absolutely not. Like, aren't they ranked fourth in the country they, now? They went from unranked to fourth. Yeah. And you got to give props to Jawan Howard. Like, uh, he's been fighting for a head coaching job in the NBA forever, and no one wanted to give him an opportunity. Now he's at Michigan, and obviously he knows a little bit about basketball, it seems, right? Yeah. it's always it, There's kind of a weird stigma of giving big men a head coaching job. It always goes to the guards. Does that offend you at all? You know what I'm talking about? No, I do know that because people have the stigma of big men being dummies. I don't know where they get that stigma from, but it, they always want to like say we're dumb and slow and like Neanderthal like. Mm, not for me. Not for uh, you. Not, you. We're, not for me. We're battling back against that stereotype every single episode. We're sticking. Talk to him. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. I'm going to show that I'm a little bit articulate. I can. I can talk with the best of them, Jack. Absolutely. Hey, listen. If you're going to lose a game to Michigan, at least it happened at 11 a.m. on a Friday. That's the time to do it. 11 a.m. Friday. Not making excuses. Third game. Third straight game. So third straight game, you know, we were banged up. But you know what? Michigan had to do the same thing. Michigan had to play three straight. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. They're on the same, so I can't give them excuses. But you know, at the same time, we got to give them props, and we just can't feel sorry for ourselves right now. We just got to really buckle down, see what we needed to do to improve from that game, and get better. And we can't be the victim. I remember Coach Few always bringing up, "Don't be the victim." Never be the victim. And I never under really stood that playing for him. But now that I'm older, I completely get what he was saying. Making and excuses doesn't do anybody a service. It, it, it just kills you. It doesn't make it really better. does. Right. It really does. And, and the cool thing is it shows our, it shows our weaknesses, which now we know what we need to do to improve and get better at. Okay, we got that out of the way. Now I'd like to thank all the listeners for listening and subscribing, all the reviews. Uh, we appreciate it. And, Rob, I, I forgot to tell you this. Our email has been getting uh, – the inbox is filling up a little bit. Jack really? and Jack 60 at Gmail. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't read any of them because most of them are inappropriate and they're all from our close <laughs> friends. But – we are getting emails at jackandzack Jack and 60 at gmail.com. A uh, couple of housekeeping items. We are going to update that logo soon. The powers that be uh, want to make it happen, so we're going to make that happen very soon. We've got a festive starting five for you today. Hold up. I, I, can you hear the banging coming out of my closet? <laughs> Sit. Can I hear the banging in your closet? Well, can you hear, uh, you know, I'm doing it. I'm coming from the, out of the closet. You're I'm in the closet, the closet, right? Yep. Yeah. Can you hear any banging coming I out? Of, I can't hear any banging. Do you have any, do you have work getting done right now? Well, I'm, they're doing construction downstairs. I want to do a little shout out to Blue Wave Blue for Wave. being uh, contracting. They are been, they have been fantastic and I want to give props to them. They've been professional. Anytime I have a call or concern or need something done, they're awesome with it. So I just want to do a little shout-out to Blue Wave Construction. Blue Wave. 
you're not getting a dime of credit for that also. That's out of the goodness of your heart, isn't it? That is. Honestly, they've been fantastic downstairs and been really working hard to get in my, my house back to normal. So I just want to give a little shout out to Blue Wave. All right. Well, I can't hear any banging, so you're good to go. You're, oh, uh, no banging out of the closet. No, your studio closet is perfect. Uh, we've got some updated fun Zag stats. Uh, numbers have changed, obviously, a little bit after a big loss to Michigan, but not too bad. We'll talk a little bit about ladies basketball. We've, we've, we've heard your suggestions. We're going to we're going to do you a solid there, and then you're going to do your team shout-out. And like I mentioned, we have a very fun, festive starting five. But uh, let's go back to the Bahamas, Mr. Sacre. Yes. Michigan sucks. All right. We got blown out. We were up. We, we got up to a nice, healthy lead. And then, I don't know, I think it was a 16-minute media mark when it was Michigan that decided we're just going to blow the doors off Gonzaga. Is it, and- is it, are, is it testy? Are they Testy? What's his last name? Testy? Oh, Testies? yeah, yeah, yeah. Tes- Testies? What? Was it Teskey? Teskey. Honestly, I didn't even pull up the stats because I didn't even want to talk Michigan. State. I thought they were Testies. Yeah. The, the I thought his giant, last name was The giant Testies. white dude? Yes. No, like he, seven, four. no, he was a, a big human being, and uh, I think uh, he made a difference. I gave him credit. Obviously, we haven't seen that size yet. But he was a big boy. Yeah, and he, he could was shoot. Mr. Fundamental white guy basketball player setting like solid picks, rolling to the Rick Smith. Game. Yeah, very, very much so. Very much yeah, so. That's, that's who I was picturing Rick Smith or a modern day, maybe a Jake Portal. Sure. I Kind of. I don't, I think Portal might be more athletic than he was, but. That's comparison, but I don't want to give him any more props. And- no, no, no. And from now on, he's definitely referred to as Testy, especially if we uh, run into him down the line in May, or not in May, in March. If It would have been cool to beat Michigan, obviously, because that's the only Big Ten team we're going to play until yeah. a, a potential postseason matchup. But enough about that. Let's talk about something positive, and that was an overtime win against Oregon. That game... We were up double digits early. Kispert came out how, by the way, my Kispert tweets out of context don't look very good. My Kispert is hot tweets. Because if you're watching the game, it makes sense. If you're just thumbing through my timeline, it's a little weird. Outside of that, we were up double digits against Oregon. Then they came all the way back. I don't want to say we blew it down the stretch, but we didn't play well. And then to have all that adversity and come back and get a win in overtime, that bodes pretty well for a basketball team. For sure. It shows perseverance. It shows uh, heart and grit. And, and we needed that. And we needed to be tested. You know, we've had these games where we've been up 30 and we haven't really had to go and fight and get that grind out win. So these games, as much as we, they're nail biters and we, don't, we want to blow teams out, they're good to learn from these games and really uh, take every – aspect of the uh, a close game and, and use it towards the future. Like I mentioned, uh, Kispert was hot. You can't deny that. He started out super hot, finishes five of eight from three, 17 points. But my, my man was Philippe, dude. Philippe stepped up against the Ducks, 22 and 15. He was a stud. He I, is so skilled. skilled he really is, is. Skilled is the word. And Oregon is filled with athletic dudes. And I think he, he stood out amongst the uh, a floor of athletic guys, if that makes any sense. Well, you just have to be smarter, really, at that. Like, if someone's going to be more athletic than you, you just have to use your brains at that point. 
that's literally what it all comes down to. I'm not saying those guys aren't smart, but that you there has to be you have to be more skilled and you have to be able to do things that they can't do. That's what that's what it all comes down to. Does that make sense? It, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. He's a smart big man. That's the theme of the show. He, yeah, he, I like where your head's at, man. We do the love on the big guys. The theme of this show is smart big man. Anton Watson, who's kind of a big man, uh, no show. Banged up, foot injury. We'll get to that in a second. Banged up, Admont Gilder, uh, although he played because he pretty much had to. We needed a guard. Ayayi stepped up big with 13 points against the Ducks. And, of course, uh, Drew Timmy, who looks like a kid <laughs> with no lines playing a shepherd in a school nativity play, had seven. How did you think of that? Where did you come up with that? Well, when I was watching the game or the tournament in general, I thought he looked like a pilgrim, but I already used that in a text thread with my friends, so I felt like I was cheating. Oh, so my God. I got two for you. He looks like a pilgrim, period. That's it. And he looks like a kid with no lines playing a shepherd in a school nativity play. Uh, Anton Watson, <laughs> let's put on your Rob Sacre insider hat. What do you know? I believe it's just an ankle sprain. Okay. So more of a no, precaution I- thing? I think so. We gotta, we gotta save these bodies. We have to save these bodies. Health is wealth, my friend. Health oh, no. is wealth. So I just believe it's just an ankle sprain. So we don't want. We're just taking precautions, like you said. So we are. Um, we're just a stone's throw away from the biggest stretch of the preseason, going to Washington, then down to Tucson, then home against North Carolina. Where I hate to get boring basketball X's and O's talks, but we got to address this real quick. Where how do we beat Washington? Just play our style of basketball, which is physical, um, uh, point to post, which means point guard to big man, vice versa. If the big man seals, the I think Woolridge is fast enough. It reminds me of like myself and Meech. I would just run down the middle, seal. And Meech was so fast, even if they sagged off of him, he would be so fast, he would rack to the rim and get layups. That We can do that a lot. I think if we just focus on Zags basketball, which is big man basketball and, and up-tempo, run the floor, get stops, and really try to use defensive stops into for transition break points, I think we'll be all right. I got a question for you. Now that you're back watching basketball full-time pretty much with the Zags, where's your stress level at? Are you enjoying it? Are you having fun being like part of the program? I do. Like this weekend was amazing. I ain't going to front. This this weekend was so cool because I got to just sit on the couch and watch sports. That's why I tweeted at you, hey, we're talking football because I watched college football. I watched – Man, I watched basketball. I watched NBA game. It was awesome to be just sitting on the couch watching. And it was Thanksgiving. So I was thankful for all of it, babe. You want to get into that now? Let's talk football now. You tweeted me you wanted to talk football. LSU Tigers are putting up a season. Do you, are you still a diehard LSU guy? So my oldest son said he wants to go play football there. Uh-huh. How I was so proud. <laughs> I was so – that's what all – that's all he wants to do is play football. My son wants to play football so bad, and he wants to be an LSU Tiger. And I was like, buddy, that's if you want to do it, you can. It's what position are you thinking for him? Receiver. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, man. He want, That's all he wants to do is catch the ball. So, so, and then obviously you've adopted the Seahawks, right? Or are I, you, do you, I does your loyalty still lie with the BC Lions? BC Lions and New Orleans Saints. I legitimately hate the Seahawks. Oh, okay. So were you hate tweeting me last night talking about Monday Night Football? I that, were they getting you I, fired I, up? I really no. You know what it was going to school at Gonzaga. All those Seahawks. You're a 49ers fan, right? No, nah, I'm a Raiders guy, but I know what you mean. I, but yes, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Being mm-hmm. in the dorms, especially DeSmet. And, like, I remember on Sunday nights when the Seahawks would be playing and they would win. Like, oh, then, oh, God, it was so annoying. Everyone's it was got the so, on their doors. Thank you. Yeah, a you lot know. of NARPs. A lot of NARPs high-fiving. Uh, thank you. A bunch of NARPs. All over the place. The Smet is filled with NARPs and like four basketball players every year. Not anymore. And then, oh, you wait. The Smet's a class. I don't believe, I believe the Smet's not a dorm anymore. What? Don't wait. quote me. I, I do. I believe the Smet's not a dorm. Who made that decision? I, that, that is Desmet, off. That's out of my hands. It's classrooms now? I'm not sure what it is, but I what I heard was it's not a dorm anymore. We need to get to the bottom of this. Absolutely. Wait, is Welsh a dorm? I believe so. I'm not sure. No. I don't really come in that part of campus, to be honest. Yeah, okay. That I can understand. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> the only trouble comes from you walking into a freshman, sophomore dorm as a 30-year-old yeah. man. Yeah. It, that, I, said, we, that said, I need you to walk into a freshman sophomore dorm as a 30 year old man. Yeah. Uh, not the way this society works anymore. <laughs> well, we need to. All right. Well, when I'm up there, I, maybe we do a, a show in Desmet just as a. Oh, like a tribute? I, I guess. I don't know. Actually, oh, I don't even know if I can tell this story. Screw it. I'm going to tell it. I know somebody. I know of somebody. I know of somebody who stole one of those pictures into Smet of the whole dorm. You know what I mean? Of like all 400 dudes. What? Yeah, I know. I know someone who stole it. And he's actually, he's not that kind of a guy. Like he's a really good guy. Like it was very much out of character for him to steal a portrait like that. Am I going to be a witness? No, to a no, crime? no, 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 no. You, you had nothing to do with it. Well, now I am. I am. Listen, I said I know someone who knows someone who knows someone. Correct. And from gotcha. what I understand, that rumors, guy, rumors. Yeah. And I know that he had the intention of returning it someday. I just don't know if that day has come yet. Mm. Anyway. Well, it's not even a dorm anymore. Bro, I don't see. That was a rowdy ass dorm. I ain't gonna lie. That man, one year or the year I was there, someone had ripped all the stall doors off of the toilets. Bro, those bathrooms were brutal anyway. I think I oh, if I had to poop, I think I'd go in admin. A lot of people went somewhere else than Dismet. I know that for damn sure. Oh, Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday mornings was a oh. situation in the bathrooms of Desmet. There wasn't, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't like syringes, but there was liquid of all colors coming people from still, the stalls. People still sleeping sure. on the toilet. Sure, sure, sure. 
Sure. I just remember the stalls being ripped off. Like com- uh, the, it, it happened doors. like four, yeah, the stall doors were ripped off like multiple times throughout the year. Like it was like a prank, but it, and then and then did you ever hear about the kid who killed a deer? Yes. And you were were you in school when wait he was minute. there? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was he like skinning the deer in his room or something like that? Something like that. He killed a deer down in the bait or like killed a deer and brought it and like skinned it down in the basement. I was in school for that. Yeah. I think he was kicked out of school because then he like had a bucket of gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> that's two strikes. Well, you know, he had, and then he did one other. He had a bucket of gasoline in the, in the, the room to burn just in case to burn important documents. Wait a minute. What? I kid, I, I kid you not. That's why he had the thing of gasoline in his room. Paper, it was because, important documents burn just fine on their own. Paper burns, man. You don't need. I, well, I don't know what he had. He had the gasoline for something to burn something for. Like it was like an important burn. I can't. Rem- you got to ask Jed about this because I I can't. Rem- I remember he was a wacko. Speaking of burning in Desmet, did you ever pull the fire alarm? No. I I don't have time for all that. Well, I, the last thing I wanted to do is be outside in the cold. Yeah, you're also a seven footer running from the dorm after pulling the alarm. I, I never it. had a. Go ahead. I never had a key. What? I didn't have a key. I didn't have a key. My I probably had a key for maybe a month. And you lock, so you would just bank on somebody letting you in every time. Bank on someone letting me in, or I would crawl through the bathroom window downstairs. You would crawl? All seven foot of you would crawl through a window into smack? Wait, with the, if it was like three in the morning? Oh, Stephen Gray has a story for you about that one. Well, it sounds like you have a story. Well, Lay it on me. Dude. Oh, man. Well, should we save it? I, we should save it for okay. Steve to say it because okay. he does a better job of telling it. I wasn't, I wasn't really in the mindset of, uh, you know, being where I could tell you the whole exactly what I did. But sure, you brought you out it a all in that night. Exactly, and I just remember, I hurt. I had a huge, huge bloody cut on my hip the next morning huh ask steve and it all it all it was because i couldn't get in my normal way which was the window in the it was it either it was either the <laughs> girl's bathroom or the it was either the girl's bathroom or the guy's bathroom downstairs but no, i remember there was, I, no, there was no girl's bathroom into smack yes there was no there wasn't was there yes there was it was, was downstairs there, was there a unisex bathroom no, that wasn't. It wasn't that in our time yet. when we had. <laughs> that wasn't a thing. But um, I know there. I swear there was a girl's bathroom downstairs. So you <laughs> got bloody because you had to go in a window that you weren't accustomed to going to your normal window. Something like that, and I like, and I just, I ate shit. I ain't gonna lie. No I boy. ate. Yeah, you gotta ask Steve. No when boy. Steve gets on the show, you gotta ask him because he was there to witness the whole debacle well, look, we're cruising down this road i got a bunch of other zag stats but screw it i'm just gonna read a couple of things and then we'll get back to why we went to gonzaga this is a segment you wanted to do but yeah. uh 
Zags dropped to nine. UNC dropped to seventh. Uh, Arizona, who we play in oh, 10 days' time or so, is 12. Washington, 22. So the loss to Michigan hurts, but not that bad. We, I mean, if we win the next few games, that's wins over seven, 12, and 22 in the country. So that's pretty good. Yeah. And anyway. I like Arizona's point guard. He's a little. He's not a little Italian, but he's this Italian redhead. Mannion. Yeah, yeah. I like his game. Yeah, he. Uh, something doesn't add up when you see him on the basketball floor. No, just not at all. No, make sense. It, I, I'm not, I don't think I've ever heard him talk. I'd love to hear what he sounds like. That's what I was. I was like, does he sound Italian? I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna find out though. I picture him being like, me lucky charms. Yes, because yeah. that's an Italian accent. Well, I know that's not an Italian accent, but when I see him, that's all I picture. My lucky charms. Yeah. Some kids are scheming to get his lucky charms, and he <laughs> he needs to figure well, it out. He's just, yeah, he's just a unique – yeah, cool, man. Uh, why did you go to Gonzaga? Are why you did- asking me first, or I'm going to ask you? I'm asking you first because here's a couple of Rob uh, Sacre memories I have. You, as a freshman – or maybe a sophomore, I don't know. At some point, you'd be over at our house, we'd be watching Oregon State football, and you talked about how much you loved Corvallis when you went on a visit, and you were very close to going to Corvallis. They were in my top five, man. So what was it about Corvallis? It's crazy to think about that. What was your top five? My top five was LSU because of – that was a heart decision. That wasn't a mind decision, but that was for heart. Uh, LSU – Arizona, UCLA, Arizona, UCLA, um, LSU, Oregon State, and UW. Okay. Yeah. Who'd you go on visits with? I, I I didn't even have official visits. I went on all unofficial visits except Ooh. for U- Yeah, except for Arizona and uh, UCLA. But other than that. Uh, I went on unofficials to LSU and UW a bunch of times. UW's only three hours from Vancouver, so yeah. I went there a bunch of times. Nate Robinson was there, uh, Brandon Roy. They were a squad back then. Mike Jensen, the great Mike Jensen. Who, um, John Brockman still there when you visited? John, no, John Brockman was actually uh, he was a senior, and I was a sophomore it was one of those things where we sat next to each other at one of the games yeah so he wasn't playing yet and then uh you know i did not spencer haas spencer haas wasn't there he's a year ahead of you yeah so i already i had already committed i committed my junior year to i committed to you yeah i committed my going going into my junior year so what was it about the zag dogs that made you commit they weren't that was the craziest thing, man. It was like, I look back and I just remember Tommy Lloyd, who's probably the best recruiter you could ever have. Mm-hmm. Tommy was like, Hey, 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 rap, 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 rap. hey, 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 I was like, you need to come down here for a visit. I'm like, Tommy, I'm going to make it. I promise. I, I, I will figure out a time. So we came, my mom and I came down here. I didn't even know where Spokane was. Like yeah. I didn't know, I had no idea anything about Gonzaga. I knew Roni. I didn't. I, I I was following a little bit, but I had no clue. And I came down thank Canadian Thanksgiving. 
I came down October. on Canadian. People forget yes. October. Yes. Came down and I, I played pickup. We, the first day I played pickup, that was more, more going into more since last year. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And I, Stephen Gray was there. He came over from Bainbridge to help recruit me to get there. So I met him and we played pickup. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know Steve was committed that early too. Steve had committed, I believe, his sophomore year. Okay. So he was trying to convince me to come, but he it's Steve. Steve doesn't even talk, so he didn't convince anything. <laughs> uh, he doesn't talk, you know, but uh, we started playing pickup. It was Morrison, J.P. Batista, Earl Knight was there. Ravio, uh, who uh, Pierre Altador Cespedes, you remember him? P Mac. Sure. So we were playing, and I was playing with them, and I was enjoying it. And I I started talking with the coaches, and I was like, man, Coach Few is a bit weird because he never said anything to me for like the whole weekend. He would ask questions here and there, but he was super quiet the whole time. And I was like, what is up with, like, what is going on? Like, what this, does this guy, it, and I could see he was super, like, fatherly because he had his kids always around. Yeah, so he were, was talking they, with them. They were little at that point. Yeah, they were super young. Yeah. You know, I think Joe was maybe three. And yeah, wow. Had, yeah, and the other two weren't even thought of. And so it, it was, I could I could see he was a very personable guy, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't read him the whole weekend. And then the last day he brought me into his office and everything and all the questions he had asked and had done like, or asked me and what I wanted in a school, he put on a board. He, he had written out everything I had talked about and had put it on a board and then compared it to the other schools that were recruiting me. Uh huh. So he was paying attention the whole time when I thought he was just like, and I had coaches had come and seen me, and like head coaches had come and seen me, and they showed me some love, some didn't. I wasn't mad, but I could, but I couldn't pick up any vibe from him the whole weekend. And with him just doing that and writing out all the things, and he compared, you know what Gonzaga had to, I believe it might've been, you, don't quote me on the Oregon state. And you said, well, we're on every national televised game. So yeah. your family down South can watch your, your team, your, the, the games, the, your family up North in Vancouver, they can, we're not too far and they can pick up games so they can watch games when they can come down. We have, we have at Gonzaga, we're ranked second in the country in graduation rate for student athletes. Yeah. Did you know that? I did not. Are we still second? Yes. I believe we're tied for first with like something crazy. I don't remember the other step, but Smart. we are tied. Yeah. For, we are tied for second for graduation rate in the country for student athletes. So many smart big guys. Not even big guys, just athletes, man. <laughs> Think about that. That's incredible. So, but he said that. He said, if you come here, you're going to go to the NBA. It all depends on how hard you work. And 
that came true. I graduated. So everything he had said that that day basically has come true. And so, so I – You were unsure – before- go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going down. I was driving back from Spokane to Vancouver with my mom, and all of a sudden I, like, closed my eyes, and I woke up, and I was like, damn, I'm going to be a zag. And my mom's my mom was like, pop the brakes. This is like the uh-huh. this, this is the newest pony in the parade. Like mm-hmm. you chill out, you know, just I know what you're you're just excited to see this one. Just calm down. Give it forty eight hours and think about it. So I called my dad and told him what I thought. And in the next I the next day, I I knew it. I just committed. You disobeyed Leslie. You waited less than 24 hours to commit. I, I committed twenty in 24 hours. I committed, and from then on, I've never regretted any of my decisions since. That's pretty cool when people ask, did you like your school? Did you like Gonzaga? My answer is I, don't, I can't imagine going anywhere else. You know what I mean? I could imagine going to a – I think going to a state school would be kind of unique in itself, but at the same time – the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Sure. Sure. Uh, My deal, I went to Catholic school my whole life. First grade, high school, the whole deal. So when I was, you know, how old are you when you're looking at colleges? Sophomore, junior. I wanted to go anywhere but a private Catholic school. You know, I wanted to go to like San Francisco State, San Diego State, wherever. My mom was like, you can go anywhere you want that you can get in, but I want you to visit a Catholic school, Catholic college, because I don't think it's what you think it is. And so I visited GU because I had a friend who was two years older than me and came up for a basketball game my senior year. So it was that same team you're talking about when we were number four in the country, Morrison's junior year. Yeah. And I went to a game. I went to Portland. Uh, Poo Jeter. Okay. Yeah. Playing for Portland, I believe. Maybe yeah. Jetter. Anyway, Pooh. Pooh Jetter. Pooh Jetter. Pooh Jetter. I also have uh, a Pooh story for you coming up in a second. But uh, yeah, I came up and I fell in love. And from then on, it was Gonzaga. So I applied, did the whole deal. And then it was a late March evening. The Zags were getting ready to play UCLA in the Sweet 16. And we go to get the mail and I got a letter from Gonzaga and my sister got a letter from UCLA, my twin sister. No way. Her letter was a lot bigger than mine. I had a tiny little envelope. I got rejected from Gonzaga the night she got accepted to UCLA, the night we lost to UCLA in the Sweet 16. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Yep. So I actually got in on appeals. So it shames me, fills me with great shame to admit that that night I wasn't too sad. When we lost to UCLA because I was bitter. I would be bitter. I was bitter, but I followed Leslie's rule. I waited 24, 48 hours, and then I, uh, I applied again and got in on the never, See, you never give up, man. Never give up. Just never give up. Anything's possible, baby. You wanted to talk a little Chase Center, Warriors New Home. How is it? It's sweet, man. So I still haven't been inside the building, but I work like across the street from it. So I see it every so you So repeating what you said from last episode you live near human or you work near human feces correct and across the street from the chase center correct that's my poo story so 
In about 15 minutes, the city of San Francisco is having a conference to talk about poo. They're addressing the poo issue in San Francisco. Look what we started. The yeah, universe man. is listening to yeah, us, man. man. Yeah, man. Anyway, they're talking poo. But uh, the area where the Chase Center was built, that was, a, that was Poo Town, USA, probably, I don't know, three years ago. But it's totally gentrified now. Like, it's awesome. The, the Chase Center around it and the six blocks in every direction except for east because that's the bay is incredible. So you don't have to. Worry oh, is about there it. like any technology, like any tech things, like in- any special tech things? Again, I haven't been inside for a game yet. I had a shot a couple of weeks ago, but I turned it down because Oof. I had something come up. But yeah, I mean, I'll go eventually, and I'll let you know. Uh, they're bad right now, though. You don't want to watch those games. They're awful. And yeah. well, the West Regionals are in the Chase Center in three years, I believe. So by that, really? yeah. So the Zags could be playing a Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight game in there. Now they're right next to it's right next to AT&T, AT&T Center. Ah, it's now Oracle Park. But yeah, it's right down the street. Gotcha. So Oracle Park is probably 20 years ago, 20 years old and that is across the street from my building as well. And this area of San Francisco, Soma, South Market, 20 years ago was an absolute dump. And now it's less of a dump and now it's even more or less of a dump with the Chase Center right down the street. So if you go one block towards the Chase Center, awesome, happy Everything's clean. Everything's yep. manicured. If you go one block north of me, Poo Town, USA. And, and <laughs> Poo Town. Just poo everywhere. Poo Town, USA. Poo Town, USA. Well, well Spokane is Hoop Town, USA. Yes. That's why I'm laughing because you're saying it's this is Hoop Town, USA. That's what we're pushing for. We're trying to make this Hoop Town, USA. And you got Poop Town, USA. I live and reside in Poop Town, USA. Yes. <laughs> yes. And as we, well, yeah, 13 minutes from now, it's, we're, I'm recording this 1047 a.m. in San Francisco, 11 a.m. The city is having a poop press conference in which they are announcing uh, the city's poop patrol. They're literally calling it poop patrol. And this is a team of city employees who will go around. I don't know if they have capes or masks, but they will be attacking the poop problem, power washing poop all over the city of San Francisco. It's so weird because all the people in San Francisco wear Birkenstocks. So I don't know why they want poop on. You're right, man. You're, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not arguing with you. There's a, the, it's, it's wild, man. I mean, we can get, into, I, I, so you really, I, I can't get over this. I know we, we, we need to talk about basketball, but I really can't get over this. Like you have to like, is it like oh, every other block? Do you have to worry about what stepping in shit? I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. Like, your, reaction, your reaction is appropriate because there is actual human feces on the sidewalks of San Francisco. It's not, I mean, listen, you go to the marina. That's a super nice area. North Beach, yeah. super nice area. Yeah. Uh, Soma and the Tenderloin, Poop Town, USA. Oh. So Seattle's got a similar problem too. I don't know. I don't think it's not as bad. The poop. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, people, man, people like to poop, wild. poop in the air up there as well. All right. We got to get off of this. I can't get, I can't, I, we can talk about this for hours because I can't get over. That's ridiculous. But let's move on. Let's get, let's, let's move on. Female Zags are good, man. They got one loss this year and that is to uh, Stanford in overtime. So that's nothing to hang your head about. Did, did you know we 
are the only team in America with two sets of twins. I did not know that. I did not. I didn't do a ton of Gonzaga women's hoops research, but that's okay. No, we have two sets of twins. I'm not really good with names, so I don't want to butcher names, but we have two sets of twins. And I was just thinking to myself, like when you watch twins and our, our, um, our, we have tall, tall girls, Tall ladies, I should say. Tall ladies. Tall ladies as, as um, one set of twins are big ladies. I, I don't know. I don't want to call them big ladies. You yeah. What's the correct, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm trying. What's the correct term? Uh, f- like talking about basketball players, big, tall, tall ladies? Tall, tall ladies. Amazonian? No. Okay. I'm not going there. Okay. No. no. Okay. But these tall ladies, uh, they, I feel like. Is there always a thing where with bigs and they're most usually twins are bigs. There's always one big that's really good at offense. And there's always one good, one big that's really good at defense. You're onto something with, they're always usually bigs like this. Who were the twins at Nevada that were kind of like, they were like threes. They weren't guards. You know what I'm talking about? You were in Japan. Nevada. You were in no, Japan. I don't remember. Yeah, doing, I don't remember that. You're doing uh, but I'm thinking the Lopez twins. Yeah, sure. Brooke is offensively really gifted. Robin, I'm not saying isn't, but he's not as skilled as his brother. And Robin's a great defender. Makes his money so, on the defense. So is that what we have at GU? Do we have are they are all four? That's big? what they. Well, no. And then we have two point. Uh, we have twins that are point guards. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's hey, what wild. Are what are their names? What are their names? Man, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I know. I'm bad at the names, man. I really am. I hey, just man. wanted to give shout out to them because they are doing well. They need to They need to get a little bit of light on them. And that, that program has done a really good job for it's a cool. long time. It's cool. I, there's not a lot of women's basketball programs where season tickets are hard to come by. And that's the case right now in Spokane with the uh, Gonzaga women's basketball team. The games are the games are packed, man. They're they're, they're sold out. Yeah. I, we're one of the hottest commodities in town for women's basketball, and, and, and or and in town in general, not for women's basketball. But I was going to say for women's basketball, we're one of the the top uh, attendants in the country for sure. So that was Gonzaga women's basketball talk with uh, Jack and Sack. Yep. More more coming as the season progresses. You want to do teammate shout outs? Let's do a couple teammate shout outs. Yeah. I'm gonna do my two favorite teammates or two of my all time memorable teammates. Two Everyone of your, def- two of your top hundred all time teammates. Yeah. Man, I, I, I love all my teammates, everyone I've played with. So I, I love to give these shout outs. And one is David Stockton. Oh, sure. I played with David for three years and I want to give him a shout out because he was a little shit. That's what he was. I, and I love him for it. And I have to give him so much credit because he works his tail off and he loves the game of basketball. And and if you wanted to, to compete and, and learn how to compete and have a competitive drive, you should just 
see how that guy works and and it it's incredible to see what he's done with his career and and what he's still doing uh he's down there playing with the south bay lakers and i'm very proud of what you're doing man and i hope you're listening to this because i you you are a model basketball player and how you work is incredible so and i just want to give him he's just still a little shit because he's the guy you want to play with not play against because he would always try to steal the ball or double team me and pick up who double sure. teams and pick up david stockton exactly and i'll uh, i have one last story about david so i remember does it involve nudity no Okay. No, that, that, sounded, that sounded really creepy, but I, I promise there's a reason behind it. And I'm not even going to. Well, get I wouldn't put it past David either. That's the thing. But uh, I remember we played pickup one day, and David and Michael were playing against each other. Michael Stockton, his brother, were playing against each other, and they were guarding each other. Well, one, they're so, the Stocktons are whack jobs. I love them to death, but they're whack jobs in the sense of they're so competitive. They'll kill each other. They're, they're nuts. Sure. They're, they're in liturgy. So I just remember, I don't remember who did what to who, but one like, like hammered one into the, like the bleachers behind the, the, like just like he was taking a layup and the other one basically tackled them in the air. Mm. And and one hurt the other's ankle or something like that. I can't remember who. They, they look the same. They all look the same. Is, so I can't like, rem- is David on the team at this point or is David in yeah, high He might have been in high I couldn't even remember. Okay. But we go to John and like two days later, I see I run into John and John's like, damn it. I tell you guys never to let them play against each other. They either play on each other, each other's teams, or they guard e- someone else. Don't let them guard each other. Otherwise, they'll kill each other. And I was like, damn, we're <laughs> just trying to play some pickup here, man. He's like, no, you can't let them guard each other. Otherwise, they'll kill each other. I was like, this shit is wild, bruh. This, this, they're the most competitive family I've ever seen, out, uh, hands down. So wow. I know that was – I know that was a long bit about David, but no. I'm. I, that is the God honest truth. That dude is such a competitor and such a great role model for how you want to be as a basketball player. I got nothing bad to say. Now, my other person I want to talk about, teammate, Meta World Peace. Sure. Meta, what an amazing person off and on the court, hands down. He has one of the biggest hearts I've ever seen, and he just loves the game of basketball. That's why these two remind me so much of each other, David and uh, Meta. So I put them together because Meta was such a lover of the game. He would, If he saw you playing, he would, he would come play, whether he's in jeans or what. He, he just played. It doesn't matter where you're at, anywhere, anytime. Meta's down to play basketball. And I, and he was my veteran when I got into the league, and he really helped me out, helped me see how the game was done and how the game is played. And, um, yeah, he's he had his his incidents. Yeah, but your anniversary of the uh, Malice in the Palace, like uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
you know, but the cool thing is he's open to talk about that, and mm-hmm. he's a, he's a, he's ashamed, but uh, because he knows he's better than than that, and 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 I'm not, and I'm just speaking up for him because I know how much of a great guy he is, and and what he brings to basketball worldwide. He came when I was in Tokyo. He came and saw me in Tokyo. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, man. So I got nothing but love for that dude, man. He's he's a really good guy, uh, and and he we always talk to. So ironically, he texted me a month ago. So even here's a crazier thing. He texted me a month ago. He's like, I'm in an Uber right now. I'm like, okay. Well, what's up, bro? What's going on? He's like, bro, I'm in an Uber with your classmate from Gonzaga. What? She's. I, I guess she was the driver. She sat behind me in one of our classes, critical thinking, I believe, or one of our philosophy classes. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. That's what I was waiting. Isn't that, isn't that crazy though? That's such a small world, bro. But yeah, man, I just have to give mad props to that dude. And like going back to the malice in the palace thing, how would you feel if someone threw beer at you during a game? Not great. Not great. And at some point I want to ask you, the time and place where you the you were the closest to charging into the stands because there has to be a time and a place, right? Nah, because no one has ever done anything disrespectful to me like that. I, I, I know they might have said some things, but those are narps trying to be narps. You know, I'm not worried about what those guys are saying. You know? No, Meta, but Meta definitely turns his image around big time when he went to the did, Lakers, and then the, was the. That story where he tweeted out, like, hey, I've got no plans. What should I do tonight? And some family was like, come over for dinner. And he went. Yeah, that's the type of guy he is, man. That's truly the type of guy he is. Uh, There was a story. He told me this, that he, his freshman year, worked at Circuit City in the summertime. Okay. so No, no, not his freshman. His first year in the NBA, he worked at Circuit City. Wait, what? Is that true? I, that's what he told me. That's crazy. He said he got 50% off on everything. <laughs> so, that, so, so the reason he worked at Circuit City was for the discount. Yeah, he was like moving boxes in the back. The Bulls had to call and tell them not to have them moving in there. Stuff? Moving stuff. Oh, yeah. Sure enough. Ron Artis' job at Circuit City is rookie season for <laughs> the discount. It's, that's a real thing that happened. Yeah, so I, just that's the type of he's a a great dude, man, and and what a hell of a basketball career! I think he should be in the Hall of Fame in my eyes. That's he was an All Star. He should be a Hall of Famer in my eyes. He'll get so it. I, yeah, absolutely. The, the the basketball Hall of Fame is I don't want to say easy, but it's the easiest of all the major sports. But I'm going to talk shit to him right now. I'm going to yeah. tell him you still can't guard me one on one. I'm going to say that right now. I'll have to put that on air. You still can't guard me one-on-one. Talk to him that. about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's those are my two guys, man, two hell of a competitors. I just wanted to do shout-outs to Metal World Peace and David Stockton. I'm, I'm proud to say that you were my teammates and I was your teammates, and it's been, it's been an honor to play with those guys. Boom. Mistakes from last week pointed out. Uh, we were talking about that North Carolina team. The, what, oh, eight teams, something like that. And I referred to Brandon Wright as Brandon Knight. Mistake. Ooh. I'm sure we've made several mistakes this episode. So, hey, don't be afraid to reach out and uh, we'll mention it. Guess who pointed out that mistake? Who? 
Bart. Kiss my ass, Bart. Starting five Christmas movies. You want to go first on this? I know you've probably got 10 or 15, but I need your starting five. Starting five. Do, are, so I never understood. Are, are we doing like five is the word, like the bottom? I don't know. I think, you're, I think if you're a starter, you're a starter. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I, so I would go with the Muppets Christmas Story. Get out of here. Muppet Christmas Carol is my three. Oh, really? Oh, that's your three? Oh, so are we doing positions? I would put that as my four, man, because I'm really not going to it all the time in Christmas. Okay. So I would make that Muppets Christmas my four, man, because I'm not going to lie. kind of He's my Draymond. Okay, okay. I got Muppet at three. So I got Muppet Christmas Carol potentially floating around the perimeter a little bit. Yeah, okay. I have Home Alone. Home Alone's a good one. Didn't didn't make my starting roster. Home Alone for my second. That's my two guard. Okay, okay. That's my my two guard. Um, More like just a solid spot-up shooter. Veteran. Crazy. Veteran. You know know what you're going to get out of that. Uh, kind of more, I would say, uh, who's my, who's my shooter out of Cleveland? The white boy. Oh man. Why Creighton? Why is this so different? Whatever. You know who I'm talking about. Get at us. Email us with that answer because I can't think of him right now. The white boy, the shooter and played in Atlanta forever. Kyle Corver, Kyle Corver. That's my home alone. Um, for my three man, who I go to and give the ball to all the time, Bad Santa. Oh, you're a Bad Santa guy. Okay. Bad Santa is hilarious. Now, I think you, you either love Bad Santa or you're kind of like, meh. I'm, I'm kind of meh with Bad Santa. What? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. I get the humor, but it's not like my go-to during the holidays. Definitely not my three man. But, I, you know, I understand it. Does Jay from the Jay and Kevin show, does he kind of look like Billy, with Bob, his stubble, Billy Bob Thornton in that movie? He does. Look, I'm, I wonder if he's ever gotten that. I don't think he's a raging alcoholic like all of Billy. No, no, I'm not saying he's a raging alcoholic. <laughs> but he, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he kind of – sorry, Jay. So, sorry to put you out there, buddy. Oh, Jay doesn't mind you comparing No, him. he don't. No, he don't. Star. So I would say Bad Santa is my three-man. Who I, I That's my mellow. I'm giving the ball to all the time. Okay. And then four is your Muppet Christmas Carol. Yep, that's my four-man. Uh, two-man, my two-guard is Home Alone. Uh, I would say my point guard would probably be... Ooh. My point guard would probably be A Christmas Story. Okay, it's a good one. What... And then my five man gremlins. Gremlins did not see that coming. Gremlins takes place in Christmas, man. I saw that when you Google Christmas movies, Gremlins pops up, and then there's the whole debate over Die Hard and blah blah blah. Yeah, Gremlins okay. for sure. That's not a bad, not a bad five. My uh, to- oh, speaking cool. of Gremlins, my man Taiga, who's listening from Japan, I used to call him Gizmo. Gizmo. So shout out to Gizmo over there. He's the dude learning English through us. Yeah, he's the dude learning English from us. God help him. You're welcome, Gizmo. <laughs> uh, okay, my point guard is Love Actually. Have you even Love. have you seen Love? Do you, do you know what Love Actually is? Is that like a Meg Ryan movie? No, but close. 
It's a British movie. Hugh Grant. It's a romantic comedy. There's like seven different stories going on at the same time. And at the end, they tie seamlessly together. And it's a story about seasonal love and everlasting love. Are you this big, like, like romantic? Like, yes. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. I mean, yes. I'm not even going to. Am I going to hear what is it? Um, what's the Renee Zellweger movie? Renee Zellweger? Yeah. What's her movie? Isn't it take place in? A Christmas, you mean the holiday? There's no, isn't that one? Well, the holiday is not on my list, but the holiday is a great one. But yeah, it is one. Oh boy. Anyway, my, my two's Christmas vacation. I thought this would find a, its way on your list. Yes, that's a good one. Christmas vacation, getting lots of shots at the two position. Three, Muppet Christmas Carol. Four, I went a little off the board, as I'm known to do. I combined Frosty with Rudolph. The 1960s claymation movies, you know what I mean? Oh my! What? Because they're like they're, they're like 40 minutes each. And the abominable snowman exactly. and the Yukon exactly. guy, exactly. Silver and gold. Sil- yeah. Yeah. See? What was the Cornelius? Cornelius, look at you, man. See that's the great Cornelius that's from the Yukon. You pop that bad boy on, and you're good to go. And then my five is Elf. I got Elf as my big man. Ooh, that's a good call. You know what? I haven't I haven't watched all of Elf. Oh, really? Elf's a classic. It's just I, everyone says that, and now it's become a point where now I just don't even want to watch it. Good for you. I like that. Be stubborn. What uh, what kind of holiday trash do you have to watch with your kids? <sighs> We're doing the Grinch, the new Grinch with Pharrell. Oh, I've seen that. A- I think it's for it's pretty good actually. It's just a different take on the Grinch, but same same story, just different sure. different style. And sure. uh, that's about it right now for the kids. They, oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a, always a classic in our house. Mm, that's about it. Nothing crazy. Tim Burton movies, huh? Nightmare Before Christmas used to creep me out. It is dark. That's what's on uh, Stephen Gray's arm. Oh yeah, Jack. Tattooed. Jack. The Pumpkin King. Pumpkin King. That uh, yeah, that sums up Steve Gray pretty good, doesn't it? It really does. It well, really well does. over an hour today, my man. Well over an hour. I like it. I do. I do. Do you have do you have a little bit of uh wisdom to take us out with? A little wisdom today. Life is like a river. And it flows. Now, the best way to live life is to pick one side or the other. One side's positive, one side's negative. How, which side are you going to get off on? From the corner, and it's over! Gonzaga, the flipper still fits! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.